Hi, Elegant Weapon Podcast. I'm not a big fan of weapons because that's what took out my parents, and I'm very angry and distraught, but it's an awesome podcast. Uh, it's second to Kevin Smith's podcast, and this is coming from Toronto Batman, who has done nothing good since June. <laughs> An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon, but a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 165. My name is Jay, the Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I flick my bick. <laughs> Bam! Flickerized. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Here we are in the L5J studios. It's been a couple weeks since our Fan Expo Extravaganza 2015, and as we usually do, took a tiny bit of a break after Fan Expo. Uh, it kind of signifies pretty much the end of the year, but, uh, you know, a few more things just to squeeze in. Uh, like today. Today is Saturday, October 4th, and today. And yesterday, I attended Hamilton Comic Con. It was my first time going out there, which was very, very, very cool. I uh, didn't really do any podcasting. I went as a patron, uh, did my duty, spent some money, supported my local independent artists. I got some really cool stuff that I'll tell you all about uh, in future episodes, as I met some very cool artists and indie creators that I do indeed hope to bring to you. Uh, also got to chat with Mr. Ray Park again which is always fine, getting to have a conversation with Mr. Darth Maul. I got to say hello to Miss Nichelle Nichols. Uh, We chatted about when I got to moderate her panel back in Allentown, and what good times that was indeed. Uh, And it was very, very cool. Uh, It was my first time checking out Hamilton Comic Con, and I definitely will be back. Uh, Met the kids, actually, also, who put on Con Bravo, which happens in Hamilton, and that will be happening next year as well, so we hope to check that out. The schedule keeps growing, kids, but uh, the party keeps on going, because it's just so much fun, being under element, meeting all these amazing people. Um, Yeah, but this week, uh, we're doing it old school styles. Uh, No interviews, uh, no specialities. This was recorded last week on Batman Day. Uh, with Mr. Stan Kanapka, Kanap Kanap, and uh, of course Mr. Jay Webb out there over across the pond. Um, and yeah, because what would it be? It wouldn't be Batman Day without Jay Webb, now would it? 
Uh, yeah. And we just shoot the shit. We mainly shoot the shit about Batman Day. And we talk a little bit about Star Wars. I give a little review of, uh... Shattered Empire, uh, Journey to the Force Awakens, number one. Excellent, excellent comic book. You'll hear me talk about that. But uh, other than that, as I say, we're just shooting the shit. Uh, But uh, later this week, I'm going to drop a very cool episode uh, that was a fantastic conversation. I had a really, really fun, good time talking to Mr. Philip Buck. Uh, He does a comic called Those Shadow People but it's more of a concept thing because there's also a band of the shadow people and these all kind of exist under one idea. Um, and it's it's a really, really unique, cool thing that Phil's got going on. So stay tuned next episode as we journey into those shadow people. But for now, kick back, pack a bowl, roll one up, you know, hang it on out as Stan, Jay, and I, we just uh, babble about to bat. And uh, shoot the shit about the Star Wars. And uh, it's uh, it's a fun chat. So uh, let yourself go. Come along for the ride. And we'll see you next time. And yeah, that's about that. Have a good time. I captured two assassin bugs the other day. What's an assassin bug? Uh, they say its sting is worse than birth. Given what? birth. Yeah, it's sick. What's it look like? Looks like a great big angry bug. I'll take a picture of my phone and send to you. What? I've never heard of that. Neither did I until I moved here. Now I have a pair of them boinking in a jar. What? Are they like a bee or like a like a beetle or like? Do you ever see a stink bug? Yeah. Same exact look, except with an enormous poker stabby thing on the face. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you. I took two pictures. They're in a jar. I'm not going to mess with them. I'm just, I just wanted to see what would happen. I thought they were going to fight, and that blows. <laughs> Are they native to Philadelphia or something? Like, or I don't Pennsylvania? Know. I, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't know. I just, I looked them up the other day because we found one, and I was like, well, what the hell is that? Like, I found cave crickets now. I, now I know what cave crickets are. What the hell is a cave cricket? It looks like a regular cricket, except camouflaged, like a camouflaged jeep, and it's got absolutely enormous rear legs and smaller front legs. I'll, I'll see if I can get a picture of one of them, too. They, they're typically found in caves, I would assume, since they're named a cave cricket. I but you know, I didn't I figure there for being a, also a lot of caves littered throughout Pennsylvania. Oh my god, we have an entire town. That's on fire underneath from all the coal, from a coal fire. It's called Centralia. Next time you're here, we're going to visit. It's I a ghost town. I don't understand on fire from underneath. Like it's a like ever a, a coal lasting fire, yeah. flame. Uh, like <laughs> yep, a coal fire started there. I, I think it was in the 60s or 70s, and it's been burning ever since. It's been burning like Ooh, the yeah, <laughs> like, like the flames are just underground or. Yes. Did you ever see the movie Nothing But Trouble with Dan Aykroyd at uh, Chevy Chase? Oh my uh, god. Basically that town. And that's no bullshit. It's a bit completely abandoned. You, you can't drive there. You, you have to like park and go for a walk. I've never been there. But my friends tell me it's cool. So next time you're up, we'll go. It's like an hour's drive from what I hear. So. Man, that is a deep cut. Nothing But Trouble. That's where like Dan Aykroyd was like the old man judge, right? 
Oh yeah, with the nose for a penis for a nose. Yeah, what remember the that? The hell <laughs> was going on with that movie, man? I I don't know, but it's my favorite. I love it. I don't nothing but trouble. Well, first I haven't seen it in maybe twenty years, and oh maybe, yeah, it's got to be that. <laughs> well, I don't think I've seen it in more than twenty years, but I just remember not understanding a damn lick of it. Hello, Jay Webb. Boys, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. <laughs> What did she just text yeah. me here? Oh my god, what is that ugly looking fucking thing? It's called an assassin bug. Oh my god, it's fucking... I hope they don't come here. They're nightmarish. And what you don't see is they have enormous... What I can only call a proboscis. like a, It sticks off their face and it's a huge single stinger. Okay, that looks like a miniaturized version of like this, the... The whatchamacallit. What's the troopers? Super troopers? Not super troopers. Oh, uh, starship troopers. Starship troopers. That yeah, totally looks that. like a miniaturized version of fucking, of that creature. That's a nasty looking bug. You keep that down there, man. You keep that I'm down there <laughs> in good old PA. We don't need these fucking crazy American mutant bugs crossing the border coming up here. Oh, man. Just Google Plum Island. You'll know what we had going on. Do they have mosquitoes in the UK? No. No? No. Not at all. Really? I thought I was asking, I thought I was asking a stupid question and you actually don't have uh, mosquitoes. Do you have uh, houseflies? Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Spiders, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. We're currently going through this huge mutant spider thing at the moment. Yeah, I read all about that. That's some scary yeah. shit. Yeah, they are quite large. That's terrifying. Yeah, no. I opened my garage today to get a a thing out to work on my car, and an enormous spider fell on my hand, and I jumped and screamed like a girl. Yeah, I saw one the other day too. There's definitely something going on in the arachnid world. There's some kind of mutant evolution that's occurring like right before our eyes, man. It's gonna be fucking arachnophobia for real soon, man. I'm ready. <laughs> that's crazy though. So, Jay, you've never been bitten by a mosquito? No. Wow. I just killed like four of them where I'm at right now. <laughs> Oh, my, my kid is covered in mosquito bites right now. It's just crazy. You know what you can do, though? It's fun. You know when you, you catch one sucking your blood, but then you if you, if you like, pinch your skin around where it's sucking, it can't pull its sucker out? Uh-uh. Yeah. So it just keeps growing and growing until it explodes, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you mean, really? You've never done that to a mosquito? No. Really? <laughs> Try it, man. If one's biting you, just be like, don't swat at it. Like give it give it a slow death. It's your slow revenge. Just just pinch that skin and the thing keeps sucking and you can watch it grow bigger and bigger and redder and redder and it'll just fucking explode all over you. It's fucking great. It's like you may take my blood, but you ain't taking it back to your fucking kid, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so groovy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so happy Batman Day. Bat Day. Now, Jay, you just sent me a picture of your Batman haul, I assume? Oh. Yeah, it's a few pickups today, yeah. Very nice. I didn't have – there was no exclusive anything here. Wow, uh, we had a book. <laughs> like, was that exclusive to your shop or, like, was it an American book put out? I think it was uh, a promotional copy of Batman, I was think, it, 183. It was Endgame. Yes, yes, it was yeah. Endgame number one. 
Oh. Yeah, because I went into my comic shop, and I'm like, so what's up for Batman Day? He's like, nothing. They didn't offer us anything. And I was like, I wonder if this is another case of the Canadian shaft, or... Yeah. But, oh, but I guess you had... They they had it out there over in the UK, yeah, Jay? Yeah, yeah, I picked one up, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What is that all about? That's just... Uh, that's unfair. I'm going to get the United Nations on that shit. There was a horrible time here that uh, because of the law that we have that everything has to be written in French yeah. as it's in with the English, right? So for a while, they started doing that to the DVD cases. And, you know, you'd have your DVD case and it would have the title of the movie on it. And then right underneath it in the exact same size and everything would be the French, the name in French. And people lost their shit here, especially yeah. like, cause at the time DVDs were kind of being collected, you know what I mean? Cause people always wanted like their 10 DVD box set or whatever to match. And then one year it got all thrown off cause all this French was put on and people raged. Yeah. So they went back to, uh, American cases. Same thing now with the comics. It's very hard to find comics that have even the Canadian price on it here now because Everybody wants the American cover, like American cover issues, you know. Yeah, we don't have any um, unless they're printed in the UK with a lot of pound British pounds on. Yeah, we had it for a while there though, because they did a lot of printing. I think they still might do. Diamond still might distribute out of Canada. I think. Yeah. I think Montreal had a big fucking warehouse there, some kind of shit, you know. But, yeah, I was surprised. No swag for Batman Day in, in around these parts, which was, you know... I'll be honest, I didn't even hear it was going to be Batman Day till like, yesterday. Yeah, it was, I was like, Thursday when I heard it. Yeah, I was like, I thought Batman Day was the day that he was first printed, right? That would be May 1939, right? Yeah, but I guess yep. DC went and decided to do this Batman Day promotional thing, which I guess... Well, it's uh, July 23rd last year as well. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. So it's a random day they just get to choose. All right. Well, tomorrow yeah, is yeah. fan day. That's a really yep. s- no. You can't do that. You got to stick to a day. You need some kind of fucking structure here. That's just ridiculous. You can't just yep. bust out a new day every year. You got nothing to look forward to. Like yep. you don't know when. Well, twenty third of July is my birthday as well. So I was quite excited last year. But well, that works out. Yeah, perfectly. I remember that actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the DC's got to get their shit together when it comes to that. Or I just Warner Brothers or the damn cartoon. Which cartoon? The Killing Joke. Oh yeah, oh. we haven't heard I, much new news. I know. Yeah. I'm wait. I'm wait. I'm waiting for that almost as much as I'm it's, waiting for the Superman Batman movie. It's New York Comic Con soon, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so I assume we'll get some news there. Oh, I imagine so. I imagine we'll. Something usually launches, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I, I I know Hamill was confirmed, but did they ever confirm Conroy? Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. yes absolutely. That's what made me. I like had a meltdown at work. It was crazy. It's gonna be a twist turn, though. I think he's definitely gonna go more Arkham style than he is the animated series style with the Joker. Well, yeah. I think they're gonna go as evil as the story. It's killing joke. It's you know what I mean. Like this is gonna be the pinnacle of ad- adult animation. In my opinion, I I'm kind of I'm a little scared where they might even go, man. A few of the things, you know what? I'm surprised, but I I guess for some reason, you know, uh, Justice League: New Frontier. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I it slipped. That. It slipped by me. Did you and like it? I yeah. just watched it like two days ago. I don't know how it slipped by me because it's totally my thing. I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. I loved the take on it. I love the kind of Watchmen esque feel to it. Uh, yeah. You know, I love the retro stuff. And, you know, I hated Captain America as a kid, but now I'm a big fan, especially because of the movie. And I love that yeah. kind of fucking style of things. You know, that's, it's, it's almost like the World War II's, the 20s and 30s. It's almost like a genre unto itself now, especially like Rocketeer and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, what was that Sky Captain in the Planet of Tomorrow? Yeah, my favorite, uh, period piece like that was Gangs of New York. Absolutely. That was a phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, but this is this was a little different. It was super cool, but I was also still surprised by how far they took it. Because remember, son yeah. of ba- son of Batman, first five minutes. Oh I was, yeah. You know, I was like, okay, kid, you can't watch this because yeah. people are getting shot in the face and getting arrows through the throats. So, you know, it was. So brilliant. But same thing, right away in the beginning of uh, New Frontier, when the guy shoots the other guy in the face when he's trying to put the knife in him. It's like, holy crap. Especially when you're thinking, okay, this is going to be like an all rosy red Stars and Stripes version of things. And I love how they mixed that with a quite violent, you know, graphic yeah. display. Well, that's why they've gone with all of them recently, isn't it? Yeah. It's... um with Flashpoint Paradox and stuff. I think they finally clued in. I think they were like, you know what? Yeah. We're, we're, it's not for the kids at all. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just stop trying to please them in any way because they're not going to watch this. You know, they're too busy with their Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know, and they're, you know, Brave and the, the Bold. Yeah, totally Teen Titans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my son is absolutely involved in those Teen Titans. <laughs> I get to watch it every now and again. My kid's not as hooked as I thought he might get, but... I'll know. give it time. Yeah, true. Just just the environment alone, even if he's not into him as much as you are, he'll find his niche. <laughs> well, his obsession right now is Batman Lego on the Xbox. Oh, that's yeah. a good game. And, yeah, we just started... Uh, yesterday, we started Batman Lego 3. Oh, neat. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's super tons of fun and now we're at the point where we can use all the other heroes like flash and green lantern yeah cyborg well, uh, man hunter dimensions comes out next week doesn't it now is that's the lego dimensions what's the deal with that uh basically you know like skylanders like that kind of thing no and, and disney infinity like, what is the deal with that? Like, those little figures that you, I see in the store that, like, go with the... Yeah, they have a little chip in them. It comes on like a game board. You just put it on. It reads an RFID chip, and you play as that character. Oh, I see. And you can put vehicles and stuff on. Uh, but it's got all characters that LEGO have made, that LEGO have got licenses for. All in one epic game. So we're yes. talking, like, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones... At the video game store. Oh, they're going to actually... So even the ones they haven't done cartoons for, they're going to include? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many... Pete Capaldi. Pete Capaldi's actually voicing the Doctor. Is he? I was oh. just going to ask you that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, are they making a movie to go along with that like they usually do? Well, I think... Yeah, I think so. Could oh, well, I think the awesome. big deal right now is that they're doing Batman Lego, like his yeah. own big buster. Because like, mm-hmm. they, the, they had the little one. Yeah, they 
Batman Lego movie. Yeah, yeah. What was just you know the Lex Luthor Joker storyline and everything. Yeah. But, but this is going to be like Will Arnett's doing it again, and you know it'll be fantastic. He was so good. He could he, dead parents. Oh, yeah. Fantastic man. Did you see the new Bat Metal uh, video that was surf- rolling around on the internet? I'm not sure. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I like Bat Metal. I've been really into Bat Dad. I have to admit lately. I just, oh man, it's it's fucking hilarious. It's so simply brilliant, you know. Just like it's and it's amazing. Like you see how it's coming around for him. I mean, one simple idea. The guy's just having fun putting up vines, and it explodes. Like the simplest thing can like connect with so many people. You know what yeah, I mean? I like the one when he's in the car. Which one? I mean, <laughs> the one with his little daughter. <laughs> There's so many of them that are so good now. And the Uncle Rob, he's got Uncle Rob with him. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, he's got his buddy, Uncle Rob, who just wears like a red t-shirt and like a black mask with eye holes in it. Oh, Robin. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's just ridiculous. Like he's driving along and he just jumps out of cars and rolls along lawns. And it's, it's pretty fantastic. But uh, yeah, I've been all about watching that junk lately. But... You know, it was, uh, it was a good year for Batman, and there's so much more Batman coming up. And they've, it's also been, they've been talking a lot about, well, you've been hearing a lot of different things out of the Warner Brothers camp as far as, is Dawn of Justice, is it Man of Steel 2, is there going to be a Man of Steel 2 of itself, and all this kind of jibba-jabba nonsense. But I think it's finally, Snyder finally clarified that he's like, look, this is, yes, Forget yeah, Man of Steel. yeah, I don't think we're going to deal with it. I think that'd be a waste of time anyways. Well, yeah. Why would you rather have a timeline of movies than an individual screen set like Marvel? I like the idea of no individual movies. Mm-hmm. Yep, straight in. And, and stay straight in. Like, like you know how we're still going to get Black Panther? We just got Ant-Man. We're going to get Doctor Strange. How about just screw the individualities and just con- and make them all Justice League movies, or make you know do a Justice League, then do a World's Finest, you know. Yeah, World's Finest would be nice. You know, then maybe do a particular uh, one. Driving balls. Kingdom yeah. Come. Huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if imagine you know if you do things quick enough and well enough, I'm interested which way. Like, Marvel kind of has used the storyline from the comics as a base. Like, they've had to go way off and things have been changed drastically. But as far as the core direction has always been the same that the comics kind of took, right? And it's going to be interesting because they've almost worked themselves through decades and decades of comic book storylines quickly enough that they're almost beyond mutants in the comics, right? So if Avengers aren't going to have much contact with the X-Men world anymore, what happens after Phase 3, I believe we're on? Yeah, it's coming up Phase 3 now, yeah. So do we get reboot as far as are they going to stick with other comic lines, like Ultimates, or are they going to start to go fresh? Where I think I think it'd be smart in DC's world if... Don't make too many individuals. Just give us like ten Justice League movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like keep them keep them tight because you know they're gonna put Batman in everything. Not to mention yeah. Batman's already got what two movies like in stone I after was, Justice yeah. League or after this one. <laughs> 
He's you know, got oh, yeah, Ben Affleck's Affleck. got the trilogy, hasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was, a, it was a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, Affleck got the trilogy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. we're we're we have enough fat for the next ten years, dude. We're gonna get some extra. We're finally getting what we wanted. To be honest with you, we're gonna get it forever. It's Batman, and he's the most. And I I can't believe when I actually hear people complain about that. Yeah. And too much Batman. Too much Batman. Yeah, and they're like. Oh, now Batman has to put now Warner Brothers has to put Batman and everything just to make it work. Fuck yeah! Like no, they make it better, not yeah. work. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't it you? Works. Batman should be in everything. Batman should be in Avengers. Like Batman yeah, should like, kill Uncle Ben. <laughs> no, Batman should save Uncle Ben. <laughs> therefore, no. <laughs> therefore, eliminating the entire need for Spider-Man. You know, but there, there, it, you know. Uh, I have a story in my head where Uncle Ben actually gets in the way of Peter getting shot right there. And when Peter takes the bullet for Uncle Ben, Ben becomes an old man superhero thug out for justice. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Well, that kind of reminds me of the whole uh, – of the Flashpoint paradox. Flashpoint, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean – Mr. Wayne. <laughs> well, it was yeah. crazy. I, I love that stuff though. I, for I, anyone who doesn't know, Bruce is the one who gets shot and Thomas Wayne – becomes batman which is cool enough but then throw in the crazy twist that his mom goes fucking nuts and becomes the joker because of it oh brilliant oh welcome to batman day people oh paradox i'm sorry i've heard a lot of bitching lately about dc and i think marvel is a mess i don't even read any marvel books right now marvel is such a fucking mess they they're just An absolute... They're a live-action movie company right now. Oh, yeah. And their, com- their comic book universe is an absolute disaster. There's no point to following anything. Where I think DC has, you know, maybe not groundbreaking stuff, but there's been plenty of original stuff, or, or at least the stuff that has been reworked around that it has been fun to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... so, you know, little things... They're not they... hiding anything either, which is nice. They're hiding enough. But there's no real, like, you know, with Marvel, we didn't know what was coming next. And then they, suddenly Marvel puts out, like, two web pages worth of, hey, guess what's coming for the next four years? And with DC, all we get are Warner Brothers cartoons every once in a while. We had Man of Steel. And let me think. That's about it. <laughs> well, talking just talking pure comics, though, right? DC has managed to take the new 52 and it has continuously moved forward put it that yeah. way. they've been good stories is why they're really they've been focusing on yeah. a lot of good storytellers yeah and and some books have gone some have come and some have gone as is expected especially in these days and times in the, in the industry but overall yeah they've had good stories solid story writing that has kept me very very interested especially Especially, of course, as we're being biased, especially today on this show, but Capullo Snyder is a, is a, is a classic thing to have occurred that will echo for decades. You know what I mean? Like, no, Batman hasn't gone to these places in many, many, many years. Yeah, we're talking sort of Miller decade for this generation, yeah. aren't we? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Stop it's it. yeah, and and. I like that they decided to kind of – because there was a lot of confusion when the new 52 started, right? And a lot of people were like, why you got to reboot? Why do you got to destroy 
continuity. Yeah, they did that, but they did it in a way that it was still connected, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like all that stuff still happened, and then the paradox happened, and then they used convergence to bring everything that ever happened back together again. And I love the way it was done. It is kind of similar to what's happening with Secret Wars. But, I don't know, Secret Wars seems like an attempt to... But it's another reboot again, isn't it? It is a reboot, but it's a serious, like... Well, they're bringing all the characters together, and then they're going to splinter off into those. And that that's where I think they're headed. I mean, they just announced, what, Marvel announced, what, four shows for Netflix? And, you know, that's a constant income stream as opposed to a movie, you know what I mean, which will – I mean it'll generate its money there. But I think that they're bringing up this whole, you know, Civil War nonsense again to uh, just splinter the franchise so that they can make those individual movies that they're trying to make. Well, no, here's more the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to say about how with Convergence and DC, they – Never abandoned anybody. Nobody, there was no one left behind. Everybody got a shot as far as characters and titles and all that kind of stuff. But what Secret Wars did that I thought was silly is that there was a lot of shit that vanished off the bat. They were like, okay, everything was destroyed except these worlds that were saved and put on Battleworld. Meaning there was no rhyme or reason to a lot of it. It was just cut off. So you didn't get an ending. Where at least Convergence, you know, kept everything whole, even though it started over. You know, I don't yeah. like how it, it, it is a shame because it is official, I think, that the, the big two have, or at least Marvel, because here's one thing. Okay. It's a good thing for DC and Warner Brothers that they are behind in the, in the movie game, at least yeah. if you're a comic book fan. Because Marvel's Cinematic Universe has destroyed its comic division. Like, it's in such shambles now because of the X-Men split and just whatever the hell they keep trying to do. Yeah. You know, like, I well, find Mar- Marvel... Marvel mutants now, aren't they? Yeah. Like, it's I think Marvel... It's a regrouping effort, really. Marvel tries things. DC commits. Like, when DC changes something up, at least they commit. Where Marvel yeah, is, it's all in, yeah. Yeah, Marvel, yeah, Marvel's constantly changing, and I can't keep track of nothing. Now I see this extraordinary X-Men coming, and I'm yeah. like, it's, I don't know. Like, they're cashing in, because they're trying to use a Wolverine, A, that of course isn't the same Wolverine as the movie's Wolverine. Yeah. So, it's, it's gonna, I think... Yeah, that's got to implode sooner or later. Like, I think that's gonna... the plan, though. I think that's the plan because that's e- it's it's become a monster that's eating itself right now. I just feel like DC still cares about its comics. It feels like, and it feels like Marvel kind of has given up and being like, "Yeah, we're just a movie studio now," or at least the movie studio. Maybe because they're splintered, that the studio's yeah. like, "Fuck the comics, we don't care." Look like how much fucking money we're well, making. Didn't uh, some guy just walk out? Of Marvel Comics, yeah. Who was that today? Alonso to go f himself. Alonso, yeah. It was. I don't know, man. It's a dirty world. It's a dirty world right now. The big two is in trouble, and the indie comic scene is. I don't want this word to sound negative, but it's. uh, It's flooded. 
You know what I mean? It's oversaturated. Yeah. It's we're climbing over each other's back to get to the hot dog cart at the shows. Yeah, it's a tough thing because there's it's it's a it's a beautiful thing that anybody can do it. Anybody can make a comic and put it out there to share, which is an amazing, beautiful thing. But on the flip side of that, just to play devil's advocate, a lot of that shit sucks. Okay, thank you for saying that. Now, a lot I, I want, of it I sucks. A little predicate your uh, statement there that anyone can do it. Uh, anyone can do it that decides they want to work their ass off. It's not like you can just slap some words on a piece of paper, throw it in a printer, and yeah, go to a show and call yourself a creator. Yes, you're a creator, but you're not finished yet. You know what I mean? It's it, when that's what that, I'm saying. The problem is though, is you almost can. You can do that. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. photocopy some shit, staple it together, buy a booth at a con, and you're a creator. That's literally all you have to do nowadays, and that's a beautiful thing. But like, how do we sort it out? Do you know what I mean? Like, just because everybody can do it, does that mean everybody should do it? Like, have we come to such a stupidly over, you know, politically incorrected world that we're not allowed to tell people they suck? I don't know. It's I I've been thinking do. about it a lot lately. You I know? have no problem telling someone they suck. I, never, <laughs> I have no, no, no problem whatsoever with it. And you know why? Because I suck. <laughs> And I know where I'm coming from. So if this guy's sitting next to me drawing stick figures, you know, selling them for $25 a shot, I'm looking at him all day like I'm getting ready to slap him. But I'm not talking your level of suck because <laughs> your level of suck is just new. Like your suck is new. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have some great ideas and you're sticking to it. So I see you growing. But there's a lot of people and a lot of things out there I see that you see them stagnant. You know, I've seen pe- I've seen the same people promoting the same issue of a book for a year and a half and try to float on the back of that one issue that they finally got kickstarted or something and it's like they just stay there and it becomes stagnant. Those books are expensive to make, man. Those uh, artists charge I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I get I'm that. Di- I'm dying to make the second Man with No Horse, but, you know, it's one of those things where now I have to push the... F- you know, 400 copies I have left to the other one yeah. to, uh, I think, you know, make the money to pay the artist. I think overall the more important thing is the freedom to create, which everybody should have, and it's cool that technology enables the people to do it to a certain extent. But I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, especially it's I'm almost feeling hypocritical about it because compared to a lot of podcasts, this podcast sucks. Like <laughs> as far as – well, no, I mean, as far as like, I'm, we're not in a studio, you know, I'm in my basement. It's fucking awesome, man. You know, you're in your fucking garage. Having a smoke. You know, Jay's in fucking England. Like, <laughs> being, being all English and shit. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm temporarily using. I'm just the tone, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, I'm temporarily using a, uh, a Disney USB microphone from the Sing It game for the, Disney Wii because my other one broke. Oh no! Yeah. So you know what? That's what you're getting, kids. And I'm currently on some Beats headphones. Good enough. That's what I got. I am kicking. At least I'm kicking yeah. my Beats that I got I for have Christmas. So. Plantronics headset on with a nifty little microphone attached to it. So I guess the whole trick is just to politely tell people they suck, or I encourage them to do better instead. But well, I, I, I you've seen me. I have no problem saying what I'm feeling, but. 
I, I don't like to discourage anyone because you know what? That one person can be the one that changes it, can be the one that takes it to the next level. You know, maybe they're not into what I'm into, but I still like to say, hey, you know, keep going. Give it a shot, man. Just start. I think so. I think, <laughs> I think it would go a lot further if there were a lot of artists who did suck who were better at taking constructive criticism so they could get better. Maybe that's my issue lately. I'm finding a lot of people who put stuff out, and when you do criticize a reviewer, try to help, they just go whiny and dickish about it. They get all butt hurt. Yeah, they get all butt hurt totally. And it's like, how do you ever plan to grow if you can't take it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know have to be I've able. Been told no. <laughs> oh yeah, for you sure. You have to keep at it. And if someone says something that you don't agree with, you have to look at yourself for a little bit because that's the hardest part, <laughs> really. I mean, also, who am I even to talk? Like, I, you know, I don't even make comics. I just sit here and fucking talk about them, which is easy as shit. But, you know, well, think also think. How many comics have you helped make with your podcast and their Kickstarter? I, I suppose so. You're making, you're making comics. It's just in an ancillary position. I, I don't ever really. I, I, so I'm like the Bobby Heenan of like comic creators. No, nice. you saying very, very good. Yes, you are. <laughs> I am. I the Jedi Bobby Heenan. <laughs> I am the Jimmy, the mouth of the South, heart of the comic book world. Right here, kids. <laughs> I saw a cosplay of him at the last show I was at. Are you sure it was cosplay? No, I've met him before. Yeah, I, 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 I have a picture with him. But uh, yeah, no, it was cosplay. This guy was maybe 25 years old, completely balding on top. It was hilarious. That's a that's a pretty good cosplay to pull off there. He had the megaphone, the white outfit with the hearts all over it. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Some wrestling cosplays are, are pretty damn good. But Do you so see underwear at the Allentown show that we did? <laughs> the, the what? The wrestling gear they had upstairs at the oh, Allentown that, show. <laughs> yeah, what was that mall called again? Like The Merchants Square Mall. Yeah, but it was more like a barn. Like It was like hallway barns. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Pennsylvania. Here's a But barn. it really was like... Uh, uh, like a really <laughs> fine museum as far as the pieces they had as far yeah they had some boots and some some drawers and shit they, they had old fucking <laughs> had you belt. know costumes and belts from like champions that you'd be well familiar with and yeah Bachman would probably love it oh Bachman would love the shit out of it he'd appreciate the you know what? fuck I'm gonna out of it I'm gonna go there just periscope it one time for him so he gets to see it even though I do think that he's a bit later like, I know he always loved wrestling and grew up with wrestling as a kid. I don't know how, like, and I know he'd appreciate going there, but I think Anthony's a bit like me. And I'm sorry, Anthony, if you hear this and I'm wrong, but I wasn't, even though I grew up loving wrestling like any other kid in the 80s and, you know, Hulkamania, Ultimate Warrior, blah, blah, blah. Um, the 90s were my favorite time ever as far as the, the Attitude Era, you know? FCW, I watched. Well, no, just the, the fucking Stone Colds and the Rocks and the fucking yes. the, the anti-heroes, the time when there was no good and bad, the time when it was just fucking a whole bunch of badasses beating the shit out of each other, you know? And now it's gone back to this horrible time of, like, the 70s. When I watch wrestling now, I get the impression that it was like that in the 70s, where it's just yeah. ridiculously Alex colorful, over-the-top yeah, characters. Totally worse than a comic book right now. Soap opera. 
and it not I don't know it's just flamboyantly ridiculous man I just like to I used to love people all it was was people slapping each other while they talked before <laughs> yeah. and just fucking oh that was the best time man I was all about wrestling in the 90s I loved it when I was going out little to little bars to watch it real. shit <laughs> yeah man I can't remember when I clued into that it wasn't real I think the first time I saw it live, I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that guy's walking away. Yeah, I think it might have been just a gradual realization on my part. I don't think, like, yeah. I had an aha moment. Well, when you're mature, you realize that a normal person can't take, and not you know, an 18-foot leap into the air onto a table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, physics starts to hit you when you get a little yeah. older. So, well, not around here. Uh, you yeah, know, well, you start here. realizing that probably wouldn't hurt, you know. Or, you know, in this day and age, and I hate to sound old, but someone may have tried it in their backyard, jumping off a freaking shed onto a table on their friend. Well, that's another <laughs> yeah. thing that 90s wrestling bought, brought was the glorification of hardcore and backyard wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, that was right? all over the Internet. That was yeah. great shit. I love that. That's when that. things got nuts. Like right now, I don't know if a Mick Foley would be as big as he was then or a mankind no. at least, you know. Like, not, started, not starting fresh now. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't work the same, you know. Like I don't think people could take a Hulk Hogan type either, to be honest with you. Actually, I don't know. I think he might. Not himself. No, a new new guy. A new guy like him. I don't think someone would take that. Like another pretty boy. It's the age of cheesy. Well, John Cena's just kind of like Hogan Jr., right? Are you you telling me you think uh, John Cena's pretty? I I I personally don't think he's all that pretty. (laughs) I have seen a lot of RKO videos on Facebook. Those are kind of funny. I don't know who he is, but it's funny as hell. Randy Orton. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Doesn't he make coffee? <laughs> nice. Well, his dad was a badass, Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, cool shit, right there. Oh yeah, man. That's fucking. That's fucking hardcore. They should just fucking let wrestlers be superheroes. Hmm. They should let them do steroids too. <laughs> like to let us settle our battles like every fucking week. Like, like dress guys up as fucking shit and let them get in there and battle it out. I mean, gladiators. You know, they're such cheese guys. Like now, like you know. Kofi Kingston and fucking guys like this. It's like, really? What's so tough about these wrestlers nowadays, man? I just can't even... See, even the Big Show now as well. Yeah, totally. I used to love the Big Show. Yeah, now... Wasn't he in the WC... Kevin Hart? Is that his name? Paul White. Paul White, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, uh... Kevin Hart. No, Kevin... Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's moved on to fine things, man. He was great in the first Punisher movie as the Russian. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was one of the best fight scenes. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, that That was an almost uh, an independent film fight scene. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was, was very little, very little cuts in the action, too, and it was it was really good. Yeah. So, did you guys hear about, uh, I'm pretty sure you did, uh, Zack Snyder's recent comments while being interviewed a couple times about things going on? Was it the goat thing? Because he said that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just love that, uh, well, he's ballsy enough to say things that fanboys jump on him, like, all over him for. But the thing is... Sort of flavor of the week, Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, him saying that. But the thing is, he's right. 
Absolutely. You know, like when people look at Marvel movies, they're going to look at them as a whole. They're going to look at them as one big kind of giant thing that happened. And I don't think it works that way And with the Warner Brothers heroes, with the DC guys. And I think that Zack Snyder is absolutely right that Batman transcends superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a multi-genre hero. That's the, he, that's the good part about him. He is the greatest, probably, he's the greatest myth, perhaps, unless you acknowledge the myth of Jesus. He is probably the greatest myth on Earth. What about Santa? Uh, yeah, okay, I got you, <laughs> but you're at, nah, well, still, still. Put, no, it's still pretty impressive to even have to think about comparing him to Santa. But he's you're the right. Miles Davis of superheroes. Like he's beyond superheroes. He's beyond comic books. He's beyond like how many so many more people on this planet know of Batman that have never in their lives read a Batman comic book. Yeah. Well, none of these terrorist jerk-offs have read Batman, or they'd be scared as shit to come over. But I just mean the ratio compared to Batman and any other superhero, as far as people who probably haven't even read their comic book. Batman's got to be the biggest. Like, it does not get more epic. It does not get more mythical as a superhero. I mean, even if you're talking Spider-Man and Superman, they're still just on the level. Yeah. Well, Batman is the everyday guy, too, if you think about it. Like... He transcends superheroes because he's not a superhero. That has always been the thing, too, because we have taken to him so much that he is absolutely, of course, the ultimate personification of the perfect human in our minds, right? Like, without – it's cool to go that far, and what makes it cooler is that you remain human. We Mm -hmm. could easily wish to fly and have superhuman strength or become invisible or speed. You could wish for all these things. But how much more badass do you feel to have the skills of the bat yet remain human? You know, like. So now you can take all these people out. There's, yeah, but there's also. Or think them out. I think it's also something to the point of he makes us feel that we have this potential to be super smart as well. Like, we look at Batman and we are such cheerleaders. Like, one of the things we are most behind about Batman is that he's smarter than everybody. Is that he is more skilled a tactician and a wise individual than all these other superheroes combined. And they all have these mighty, mighty godlike powers, yet Batman, he's got them all. He leads them, which means we lead them, which makes us feel almost, you know. Yeah, no, it's empowering. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing, there's no hero more empowering than Batman because of the lack of superpowers. Like, specifically. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could literally physically empower someone with super strength, but that's not going to feel, we're not going to connect to that on a deep level like we do the Batman. Because there is also the thing about, you know, I guess in the 90s with the raw and the attitude talking about the wrestling and we love a good anti-hero now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we weren't, that wasn't a huge thing in the 80s. In the 80s, it was more about you wanted your Christopher Reeve Superman or your Ghostbusters yeah. or your heroes. But then the 90s came and everything got grungy and now we're all anti-hero. But Batman's the one who's always been there. He's yeah. always been that dark side of us. He's always been that part of us that, no matter the time, the era, or the genre we've connected to, to where 
we're, we, we don't want to just defeat evil. We want to scare it. You know what I mean? And in a way, mm-hmm. that's a selfish revenge kind of feeling. It's also a safety measure. <laughs> right. But that's what we want. We want to scare evil. Like, that's, that's what humans deep down in their core want to do. You want to scare what you're afraid of, right? Like Nick like, Fury at the end of the Avengers, when he's explaining why he brought the Avengers together. Yeah. You know, it's because it's not so much to win this fight, it's to show everybody else that we can fight. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was all, that was, yeah, I, that was totally the main point of the Avengers all the way through, you know, which was, was pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I saw the preview today of the new teaser for Jessica Jones. Did you guys see that? I saw it online. I didn't watch it yet, though. No, no I'm not really that interested in it. To be okay, I'm gonna you. I'm gonna spoil it for you. Oh no! <laughs> it's, I'm really looking forward to this. So it's it's just slowly panning in on a bedroom on a on a bed, right? And obviously she's under the covers in bed. And there's an old like '80s alarm clock, like a digital alarm clock, on her nightstand, right? So the alarm goes off. And she reaches over, like, you know, the hand comes under the covers to, like, turn off the alarm. She kind of fumbles it, but then she grabs it, and she just crushes it. <laughs> like, she just grabs the thing and, like, crushes it to pieces beneath her hand and goes back to sleep. And that's the whole teaser. And so, uh give me a little background that don't make fun of me too much. What I didn't know either. I, I had to find out. She's an ex-superhero. And she didn't want to be a superhero anymore. So now she's just a private detective. But she's still got her powers and shit. She's got uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. She's a, un, like, a verging alcoholic. And she just didn't want to be a superhero. So now she's just a private detective. But she's still got like super strength. And in the comics, she could fly. I don't know if she'll be able to fly on the show. No, this is on Netflix show, right? Yeah. Gotham is now on Netflix, too. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, what'd you guys think of the first episode there? Of the I second haven't season? watched it. Oh. You haven't? No, I don't have cable, bro. I have to wait till it comes out on Netflix. I always forget that. That's alright. Did it reach, TV's did it reach across the pond yet there, Jay? I got, I got a tweet from the TV show, the TV channel that shows it over here. We're not getting episode one till 2016. Oh my goodness. What? Yeah. Dude, we're going to have to DVD this stuff and send it to him. Oh, I've already got it. <laughs> I figured. Of course he's I'll already got it. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. didn't want to be the one that said that, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> fine. So how was uh, the Dawn of Justice anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it out in Germany right now? What did you think then, Jay? I loved it. Again. It's. It was an improvement, even though I loved season one anyway. Well, I like. But they still what, stepped it up. Yeah, and I I like how they decided to kind of just they're working it as they go. Admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're like, we don't know. We're just trying this out. You guys seem to like the villains. We'll give you a bunch more villains. Yeah, I like that. It's yeah. better than Monsters of the Week, you know? Just establish some really good, solid, young criminals in the yeah. world. Because I almost – now, and you know, don't hold me to this solidly, but you see how Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Agent Carter and their their movie series seem to work together in some fashion? Yeah. Uh, 
I do think that we're going to see some elements of Gotham brought into the Ben Affleck for Batmans. They have I've have read stuff online that says you know he's a, he's an avid fan of the show. Yeah, he he likes the characters and the actors that he's seeing. So I mean that all all that stuff. I mean why say that if that's not your intent or you know perhaps not. But you know he's got three three Batman movies he's gonna make. Well, here's an interesting thing that was brought up the other day that I think is it's kind of like a safety net. It's like a last measure, a hail mary, if you will, if they ever need to pull it out of their asses, but. DC has a multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of this shit can exist within that multiverse. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you get the same actors on the same shows, on the same movies, on the same whatever. If you're going to go balls to the walls, let's go balls to the walls and call it a multiverse. And it all exists within itself, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that was know, um, you know. on the Flash season two post Yeah. Yeah, which is you know, they fractured Jake it all off into the different, well, into different universes. Time barrier, he was able to do that. That's when it all came about, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so the Penguin killed it again. He's still my favorite thing about that show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Robin Lord Taylor is unfucking believable, yeah. and the Peng- and he's just full out nasty now. Like he doesn't have, he's, there's no more trickery because yeah. he doesn't need to. He's like yeah, just yeah, he's taking over on him. Yeah, he's the king and he's cold. So I loved that apart. It I love that it didn't turn out to really be the Batcave. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah. basically a room. Yeah. And that I really, really was happy about. Because why would Thomas Wayne have this giant fucking cave? A hidden room? I can get yeah. behind. You know, I think it was a little coincidental that he happened to, what was he, did he, was he worried that he was going to get shot soon or something or something might happen? That's why he left the letter there. But either way, I was really, really pleased. And they kind of, they've gone balls out with Bruce too. Like the way he was talking to Jim Gordon at that one point and. I, I just love it. I love it. Now, how like, old is Bruce in this series? I haven't seen episode one. I haven't seen anything of it. I believe he's 14. Okay. So, all right. All right. I see. Okay. I see. At first, I was thinking he was around like 10. Or is he younger? Maybe he's 12? Something like that. Yeah, he just, he just started school. Just started uh, secondary school, isn't it? Right, so he's like 13, 14-ish. Yeah. So, yeah. So, because I think at one point they said Catwoman was 14 or something. But Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it depends if you go, do you go with, like, technically, I think Batman around 24 is when he kind of becomes Batman. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's quite a, few, that's a good 10 years if they do want to get to that point. But do you, do you think they'll establish his learning prior to... uh any of well, that he already, he, already asked, well, yeah, he already asked. He already yeah. asked Alfred to teach him to fight, right? Well, I meant more of like his detective, his you know chemist. I mean, that's where yeah. they're heading with this, right? His intelligence. Well, he's all. It's all started already. He's already been like private detectiving to the point where even Wayne Enterprises was like, "Okay, fuck off," you know. <laughs> and oh, that's and that's when Lucius Fox, Lucius Fox finally. Sh- I thought we'd see Lucius in the episode, but we haven't seen him again yet. No, but just been you know, one. Yeah. 
I I kind of don't want that kid to become the Joker though. No, no, fuck that. No. Yeah, I don't he's want good, that. He's, he's very good. good. Oh, he's very very good. He's great, but I don't like I don't like where the backstory would be. You know, I don't want a yeah. backstory. Yeah. So I don't. Know, I'm still holding out for this uh, for this Jared Leto thing, man. I mean, it's uh, got it. I think it's going to be yeah. close. I don't think we're going to quite get there yet. I think this may be the first time we see a true comic book version of Batman, but I yeah. still don't think we'll, we're quite at Joker nuts yet. I don't think you know? you're going to see that until we get the Affleck Batman. I think that's when we're going to start seeing. <coughs> so what? You don't think? Well, we're going to see him at least turn Harley Quinn. So we got to see some yeah. kind of nuts. Well, right? in, yeah, well, in the uh, the trailer that you get to see where you see Harley Quinn in her little uh, birdcage doing her pirouetting yeah. around on a stocking, yeah. uh, they do an overdub of her saying, are you the devil? Yeah. And now, if you piece that together with the Joker scene where he's rubbing the two uh, diodes together and he yeah. said, no, I'm just going to hurt you really bad. I think that's Harley Quinn he's doing that to. No, okay. I, I think you're right that that's who he's doing that to. But yes. when he when she says, are you the devil, she's talking to Amanda Waller. You think? Oh, yeah, because yeah. she looks up and Amanda Waller is walking along the uh, – Oh, yeah. It was an overdub of voice. The upper you know thing. what I mean? No, I'm pretty sure – You know, she was asking Amanda Waller if she's the devil. And But I do think you're right. I do think it is Harley Quinn who – Jared Leto's doing that too. But you know who it might also be? It could be Waller. That's true. Yeah. What if the Joker turns everything and gets his hands on Waller at the end? Or but something like that, you know I'm what I mean? I'm like, certain that he's going to be in jail for the entire film. It he's could be, be anybody. And well, no, no, because we're going to see how when they get caught, we know well, yeah, that... That's going to that, be like a flash to a... you know. A scene while he's in a jail or Harley yeah. Quinn, you know, waxing nostalgic. <laughs> See, Affleck was around for a lot of filming for Suicide uh-huh. Squad. Well, that was a, a big lot. scene. Even too. even as Bruce Wayne as well. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know I that Bruce Wayne, they were go, yeah. Bruce Wayne appear in there. Yeah, but I mean, it could be anybody. But you got to remember how many people are going to die in the Suicide Squad. Half of them, at least. Uh, yeah, but I mean, could any of them make it out? Like, uh, Will Smith will, will make it out. Do you think he will? Yes, he has to. I yeah. think they were talking about him doing a solo movie. Oh, well, yeah, that would be a smart move for him to not. Like, imagine that. Like, Will Smith dies in the movie. I don't think that's happened. No. Well, then they could give him a prequel type Except movie. Except when like, he kills like, himself at the end of I Am Legend. I yeah. actually about to watch that again the other day. But yeah, I mean, who's gonna make it? Who's not? I mean, I—that's I, the thing I always have to remind myself. Harley on the makes it. Joker squad. makes it. You know, Harley's gonna make it. Of course, she's gonna fucking make it. And the Joker's gonna look like he died. Oh, uh, but- we we got a little Bat Boy entering the Bat Cave here. Hello, son. How are you, son? What are you doing? Hey, come here. Come here. Oh, where's your mother? In the shower. Your mother abandoned you to take a shower, huh? No, mommy's taking a shower. Right, where's Taylor? 
upstairs. Is she upstairs playing video games with you? She's upstairs in her room. In her room. Okay. Guys, talk amongst yourselves. Give me a second here. <laughs> Absolutely. Handle it right back. Hello, Jay. Oh, yeah, man. It's just us. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. say wildly inappropriate things. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of the Supergirl TV show? No, I really liked it. You did? I really did. Yeah. Is it, it? I'm thinking it's the new version of Smallville for like the, the new generation. See, I don't know because they jump straight in with the costume and and the flying around and stuff like that. Yeah, they've been dicking us around for ten years with Tom Welling. Not yeah, on costume, yeah. So they went right for it, huh? Yeah, yeah. They jumped straight in. That's cool. But um, see, Smallville, I only liked when we started getting other characters in. Mm-hmm. We started getting Arthur Curry's and the Vic Stones and stuff. Yeah, that was a great show, though. I, well, I, can, I can watch that. I have the whole series on DVD right now. Yeah. With the last two seasons, of course, are on Blu-ray. But yeah. uh, I still haven't seen him put on the suit. I still haven't watched the last season. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kind of like stalling it because I was really hoping in the, in the Brandon Ralph time period. Yeah. I, I was really thinking that they were going to go with Tom Welling instead. Yeah. Yeah, and I was super disappointed, and this—that's when I started getting aggravated at DC and all the Warner Brothers crap. Yeah, and that's you know basically when it started to pop again with Batman, you know, with all the yeah. animated stuff. Yeah, and with the '90s, the animated series in the '90s brought it, yeah. you know, back around for me to the cartoon area. I love that animated stuff. Yeah, I have a, a, yeah, a cadre of them upstairs. I may watch one tonight in honor yeah. of the Day of the Bat. Yes. Yeah, oh, good. But my favorite, The Dark Knight Returns, still. <laughs> yeah, it still has to be. Yeah, it's it's. It still has. To be. You know, I could give a damn about the mutants and the the other guys that they're fighting in there, but just See, the yeah, overall if, arc, it was good. If I just pick it up, then it's definitely part two straight off. Yeah. If it's just one that I want to watch. Yep. But every time I do, I always want to watch both. So yeah, no, I, I fast forward to like pretty much almost the nuclear attack. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Clark, what did you do? What did you, what did you let them do? That's it, and then yeah, yeah grab him around the throat and stuff like that. Yeah. Jumps on the thing, sticks his backpack to the light. Ah, uh, see, that's what I'm hoping we get in this movie. That's what I, that would yeah. really make me happy. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all good, mate. I went ahead and had children. Who knows what I was thinking? So what are you talking about? What's going on? What's happening here? You're just getting into it about midget wrestling. <laughs> right on, right on. You know, stroke midget porn. You know, <laughs> one thing that was is a good thing, and I was thinking about this when I was watching The Force Awakens. You know that behind the scenes thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to practical effects does actually mean more work for little people. Oh. Yeah. Well, indeed. Yeah. Good. This is a good thing as a little person. Not saying that the only option out there for little people to do is act and be in movies, but. It's a damn yeah. good option. It's a great option. Yeah. 
You kidding? Oh, Divers is doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he's doing quite fine, you know. And, and what's they that just... guy uh, who was on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Does that guy count, though? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, damn, he's uh, he's big in the little people arena. <laughs> is he? the? I don't think that guy counts. I think he's too tall. Really? Yeah, man. I'm not up on my little people. Well, is <laughs> I know very little. Is dwarf an acceptable term anymore? I think I, in I, Hobbiton, I think. Well, no, I felt like there was a there was a threshold where you oh, there go is from, a, like a you go from eleven. That's the yeah, it's political correct ways. Uh, little person, isn't it? But yeah, I yeah. thought it might go little person to dwarf. Like, well, but there's actual like a next term. step up. You yeah, know there's I mean? an actual term dwarfism. So I'm assuming right. that's what yeah, the that's name is, but I don't know. It. It. I, I I would not call someone who was a little person a, a dwarf unless they were wearing a gnome hat and chasing after yeah. a mine. Well, I guess it, you know, that kind of thing. When you have such a disability, well, I don't even. I I feel bad calling it a disability because it's it's kind of not. It's just your. It's just your height. You're short, right? Yeah, it's your thing. It's got to be a lot about environment, right? Like how your upbringing is, like who raises you. Yeah. <laughs> because some, a lot will obviously have a great outlook on it. Those are probably most of the ones who get into acting. They're like, fuck, I don't mind being a munchkin. That's fucking awesome. I'll be a hobbit. Fuck yeah, man. I you would. Know? So, you know, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who they, they might find that insulting. I don't know. Like, I what's not. <laughs> Look at what's his name, Peter Dinklage. Oh, isn't isn't he like one of the best actors right now? Yeah, and not only does he manage to accomplish so much as a little person, but he manages to accomplish so much with the name Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's like that name was made up for a little person who is a <laughs> hobbit, right? Could you imagine the shit he must have gotten in high school with that name? Oh and being my, a little person. God, man, but I mean, he seems like a smart enough dude that, you know, he probably just Looks toughed like it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He scares know. me on that one show when I watch clips of him online. He it's was like, great in Elf. <laughs> oh, he's an angry Elf. Call me yeah. one more time. Oh, Doctor Who is playing right now, and I'm going to watch it later after this in a giant gagger. I'm very excited. Very excited indeed. Jay, did you watch the first episode? No, I didn't. I, man, a lot of people were uneasy about the first season because it was trying to find its footing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, trying to Capaldi was trying to figure out who he was and the relationship with Claire. But this yeah. one just came out swinging. This came one yeah. came out fantastic. Like what a great, 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 too, great really. episode. Yeah, it's right back to the level of the Eleventh Doctor. I found. I think yeah. they really figured out. Okay, you know what? We're just gonna. Fucking go for it. We're just gonna blow yeah. it out the fucking doors. Davros, the whole, and, and Missy too. She was much more, you know what? It's too bad she wasn't a dude. She could play the Joker. Yeah. Cause her yeah. master is very Joker, you know? Which is fucking, that would be pretty fucking cool. Maybe she could play the fucking live action Martha Wayne version. Well, I've, I've heard <laughs> yeah. recently, I can't remember, I can't. I'm really racking my brain right now, but a female is going to be playing a male role in a new – I thought it was a superhero movie. I wish I could remember what it was. It was on the radio yesterday. I was listening to it. But well, man. They've, they've changed a few over the years. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But no, I no, mean, she wasn't gender bent. She was actually she's actually going to be playing a male. Oh, wait that, a minute. Like in a movie? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah fair enough. That. I mean, I'm yeah. trying to I will find it out and I will email it to one of you. I that's, was, uh, actually that's, that's interesting on the Stern show to be honest with you, so I will have to go through my archives. Well, that's that's definitely interesting. Like I wonder like is it a masked hero or I like I believe it's a full body hero. Damn it. I wish I could remember. These are, you know, this is the reason why I shouldn't stay up late at night. Like it is a male-figured woman who's playing the male? Do you know what I mean? Like I believe she's like very androgynous. So okay, we we're actually talking about Batman, not little people. Yeah, well, right now we're going to talk a little more about <laughs> Star Wars, which oh. can heavily involve little people, oh. specifically Ewoks, who are specifically involved in this comic book that I read, and that would be Star Wars Shattered Empire number one. Now, this picks up immediately following the Battle of Endor. So anybody familiar with after the novelizations? Say again. After they won, right? Like after the, the rebellion. Won. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'll kind of review this here for. Okay. You. Sorry. So, uh, for anybody familiar with the expanded universe, the first story that came out after Return of the Jedi was a book called The Truce at Bakura. And this is basically where Princess Leia garnered a truce between the Empire and the new new republic that was going to be formed right and it's all about that shit but as we also know those are just legends now floating Mm. off softly in the breeze whispers from the past that mean absolutely shit all so but i do recommend reading them because they're really really cool stories and you know as we have learned with batman you can have a thousand different variants on a subject so star wars shattered empire begins as the battle is ending so one of the first panels in the book is vader and skywalker during their lightsaber duel okay i'm also uh here let me shout out this uh this was written by greg rucka the artist on this is marco chichichetto uh colors were andres mosa and the cover was done by phil noto and it's pretty cool so Basically, the fight's going on on the inside. We see Vader and Luke doing their thing. And the squadron of X-Fighters that is being followed in the comic is Green Squadron. So you're hearing, you know, they're all communicating with Gold Leader and Gold Squadron and Red Squadron and blah, 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 blah. And there's Green Leader. And there's this one girl, and she's like a hot, the hotshot pilot of the Green Leader. But the shields go down. You see the Falcon fly into the Death Star to blow it up. And that's when green te- the green team scrambles together to kind of have their back and do the rest, right? So bang, bang, bang. That all goes down. Death Star blows up. Everybody's down on Endor celebrating. And it's neat because you get to see the other points of views of the celebration on Endor from the different groups that are all hanging out there. Like a little drunk Ewok. Yeah, so everybody leaves, and they're off, and they're going to start doing their stuff. And Han Solo gets a last-minute transmission saying, 
there's a bit of an empire holdout happening behind a moon on a base somewhere and they're trying to put together a counterattack and we need to stop them so they go and stop them and they get information from the data banks of this you know base and the end of the book is han saying this isn't over not even close or some kind of shit so it also laid down the relationship between the green pilot woman and her boyfriend who's also an assistant or a freedom fighter or whatever resistance fighter but it, as far as it being a very simple quick start to the thing I, I i did enjoy it um they seamlessly wove in some new characters without it feeling too weird because they threw green team at you immediately do you know what I mean? What team went in to blow up the Death Star? That was the red team, right? Yeah, that was the Millennium Falcon itself. Okay, Orlando so that was, at the helm, that was right? going on at the same time as, as as this part? Yes. Okay. And Green Team, Green Squadron is flying around, and they're just, you know, you know, keep, like... Like, back up? Yeah, watching their backs and blowing up all the fighters that come out as they go in. And you meet Green Team as a whole, initially. And the first thing you think is, oh, this is cool, because, you know, we know about Gold Squadron, we know about Red Squadron, but we, we we never heard about Green Squadron, right? So, very smart way to jump right into that story from a brand new point of view that didn't feel forced in, because it made so much sense that it would they would have been there already. So... It's not like it, it feels like they made up characters that they tried to fit into a story and make space for that already existed, right? It feels like... It's natural. Very, very natural. Very seamless. It it feels because, you know, it makes such perfect sense that, of course, there were so many involved in the actual fighting just show someone else's point of view of the same fight, which is really a simple way to do something that... Star Wars hasn't taken to. Normally, the old Star Wars way, of, at least the Dark Horse way of doing things, was throwing new shit at you. Like, bam, this is new. Bam, these people are new. Bam, this is happening. And trying to keep it fresh. Where, this is the first thing I've read from Marvel's take on Star Wars that has... It's it's my favorite, basically. I think it's the most well done so far of what I've read. Not that the other stuff is bad, but this is the first thing that felt probably better than any of the Dark Horse I've read. You read all the EU books, too, so... Most of them. Not all, by any means. Well, but a, a, a huge portion. chunk of them, yes, absolutely. So, I mean, do you, yeah. do you see elements of that? I mean, I know that they struck it down and set fire to it and, and walked away, but... No, do you see they... any, like, like, an homage to it in any capacity? Like, are they writing in, in a similar fashion? Yeah, I hear you. No. Nothing at all, huh? No, because I think the thing that's most familiar to anything Dark Horse is the art has stepped up. Mm. Uh, this artist here, uh, Greg Rucka, really, really nice work. Uh, it's the first time I'm looking at the photorealism. You know how they have to draw them like the characters? Yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't feel like they were forced to do it. Like... This guy's really talented. They're not caricatures, in other words? <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a really, really well done book. I don't know if... I feel like I've heard the name Greg Rucka. Yeah, he sounds very familiar. But this Greg is... Greg Rucka's a writer. Oh, sorry. Is he the writer? 
Yeah, he's yeah. totally the writer. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking. Yeah, sorry, Marco Chichetto. Chichetto. Down in the Chichetto. Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this guy Marco is fantastic. I don't know anything else that he's done. Never heard of him, but this book, this book is great. There's a lot of South American names popping up now in comics. There, the art that's coming out of Brazil and South America, and it, it's fantastic. It, it's yeah, insane. these guys are so good. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, he's really done um, work. he's done a lot of Marvel stuff apparently. Makes sense. Yeah, he's done. I, I uh, can he's see done the Punisher name. stuff like that. Punisher, nice. Uh, Andres Mosa is the colorist on this. And that's, I just want to point that out too, because the color's really, really, really well done. It's, uh, it's a lot of dark gray tones, like warlike tones, but then the color, as far as the, like the explosions and the laser beams, is pretty much the only real color in it. And the contrast is really nice. Same thing with the humans. Like, it's it's dulled out enough to the point where it's just kind of beiges and grays that even like their skin tone pops out real nice. But excellent, excellent art. This is the best art I've seen out of the new Marvel Star Wars comics for sure. And uh, it's probably even better than a lot of... This may be the finest drawn Star Wars comic I've seen yet. Maybe the Shattered Empire. Yeah, so anyways, it's really good. I like where they're going with it. It fits, it feels right, feels nice, um, more so than anything else. But this is also specifically going to lead into the movies. And like to the, like there's a banner across the top of this book that says Journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens. So that's how directly into it this is gonna go, you know? That's cool. Yeah, so I'm- There's I'm, continuity though, you know what I mean? Absolutely. If we're going to get it like this, uh, keep it coming. You know, uh, there's a few that I'm not reading because I just can't keep up on. Like, uh, I'm reading the Shattered Empire, which I've got now. I'm reading the main Star Wars title. And, uh, I've read the Kanan, the last Padawan. But I haven't, uh, I bought a few of the Princess Leia's I haven't read yet. I've, uh, got a few of the Darth Vader's. I'm not going to get the Landos. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm really not. I'm sorry, yeah, Lando. You got to get sorry. Sean Von Gorman. He draws a, he draws a wonderful Lando. He does draw a wonderful <laughs> Lando. He's been drawing a lot of fun stuff. He's been posting. Uh, His Batman Day stuff was pretty nice. Something yeah, he's old, at, at. Isn't he at? Uh, what Baltimore. con is he at? Is he Baltimore. at Baltimore? Is it? Yep. Yeah. Because there's Baltimore going on. There's isn't it St. Louis or? There's a, so there's so many. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I love there's it. Like but two. Go- I got come one coming up next weekend at Hamilton Comic Con. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. I haven't actually been to the Hamilton Comic Con. Are you your press, or are you just going as an attendee? I tried to get in contact. I for press. I went to their Facebook page and said, "How do I get press?" They said, "Email this guy." I emailed that guy several times, and I'm afraid I received no response whatsoever. So, I don't know. I'm going to go, and I'm just going to check this one out, be a little casual, see what's happening, and, uh, you know, kind of take it from there. Because uh, there's nobody even there super exciting that I'm dying to talk to or meet. You know, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those cons. Okay. You can always feel a con is being put on by someone who's either doing it the first time or not quite sure what's up because when the main guest is a Power Ranger, 
That's a fallback. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, any of them. Every con you see, you don't even notice. Unless it's Jason David Frank. <laughs> or, what's his name? Austin St. whatever? St. John. That's right, Austin St. John. Unless it's like one of them twos. Oh, Karen Ashley doesn't fall into that? Come on. Well, there's, I'm just saying, there's so many. It's so easy to get a Power Ranger at your con. It's yeah, like backup. It's a rock. It's like you have to make sure you have a Power Ranger just to make sure that your, your gates get covered. You know what I mean? It's kind of that kind of thing. So, I don't know. It feels like one of those cons. I couldn't even tell you. I think there's some, uh, I don't know, there might be some TV folk there. But I'm also not being too expressive about my promotional intent for this Comic-Con after being ignored. Yeah. It's good times. Our good friend, Mr. Anthony Bachman, just went on the craziest elegant weapon binge ever. And he listened all the way back from the Philly Con to now in like two days. Jeez. Was he, yeah. He was drawing, wasn't he? I think he was drawing <laughs> slash working out. Oof. Because he's a beast now. He's an animal. He's just a machine. He's yeah. like Rocky montaging himself every fucking day. But I mean, he's got something going for him, right? He's got an amazing, wonderful, beautiful fucking thing that all guys can dream of that Anthony Bachman managed to make a reality for himself. Anthony Bachman got divorced. <laughs> Do you know why they're so expensive? <laughs> what? Because divorces. Do you know why they're so expensive? Why? Because they're worth it. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is true. No, but you know, so he's just doing that whole crazy. back <laughs> on the, is she, <laughs> is she, uh, is, he's back, you know, just new tattoos and working out and he's getting back on the, I'm alive train, you know? Get him. Yeah. So good for him. Rock I've kind of, I've, I've kind of got a new girlfriend. Uh, cute vixen herself cut like three feet off her hair. Oi. How's that? Yeah. It's hot as hell. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep off her. I cannot keep off her. I'm just like, I can't stop looking at it and pulling it and punching it and it's fucking great. It's, man. I've been it? telling that girl, I've been telling that girl for six years that she'd be like, it'd just be unbelievably fucking hot as shit, shit, shitness. And not till now did she finally do it. And I, I, I cut type of deal? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like total, like, Bob. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did she yeah. donate it or make hair brushes? She did. She did donate it. She, uh, yeah, whatever it's called, you know. Hair for cancer kids or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, so, you know. It's good times indeed. So, what else has happened out in the universe? Getting ready for some really good movies, man. It's just, it's, it's a world at our fingertips right now. This is true. You've been at a couple cons recently, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, a couple. <laughs> what were you just at that one called? It's a con. It's a con. It's That's a right. con. Was that a first year thing? It's, uh, yep. Was it a last year thing? I hope not. It, it had potential. <laughs> I mean, look at They get more vendors in there. And I mean, it's, it's an enormous space. It's a comfortable place to be. Uh, it's outdoor, of course. So, you know, outdoor. So it's, you know, weather permitting, but I could see it developing into something really awesome. 
I, I, you know, and I'm not trying to be falsely positive, but it was a cool, it was a cool scene. And if there were more people there, there would have been more guests. Right on, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to build that kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's, uh, as you know, every step is a step that could be a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah, no, uh, I like it. I'll do it again. Yeah. And what was the other one you were at? You I were was at, at RetroCon. That's that's a fun one, isn't it? Don't that people enjoy so that one? Much, yeah, no, it's a really good show. It really is. If you like any kind of toys from 1962 to current, I'm, we're talking collectible stuff you haven't seen, and the original Optimus Prime is still in its package with the Toys right. R Us sticker still on it from 1980. Oh. I mean, it just it, it blows your mind. It blows your okay, mind. so is it more of a toy show? Oh, it's exactly a toy show. Okay, okay. I, found that I wasn't out this sure. Year. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I go to many toy shows around here. We have an excellent organization, the Ontario Collectors Conventions. In fact, I am going tomorrow morning to the Action Figure Expo. Ooh. Yes, which is uh, just a one-day little toy show up in Meadowvale. So uh, I'm going to check that out, take the boy up. Get ourselves some action figures, and uh, but before that tonight, I am going to, in fact, you know what, I better get this uh, as we're wrapping up here. I got some really fun new ganja. It's excellent stuff. How's the ganja around Pennsylvania way these days? Invisible. Oh. Yeah. That's a sad time. I did see something weird on YouTube the other day that I was flipping through something. You ever hear of something called space rocks or moon rocks? Well, I don't know. I've heard of like actual moon rocks. Yeah. No, no, it's a, it's it's a it's a smokable version, but uh yeah, it was something on Facebook I saw. I picked up one and I just looked at it. It was one of those uh you know, legalize everything Darwin type of deal, you know? <laughs> You know, they're always trying to come up with the next thing, but it's like, you know, nothing's ever just going to beat the, the good old ganja. I mean, they, I think as far as you'll get is things like cooking it or the whole dab situation, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, once it's legal around here and they can use it for, like, actual medical purposes and show that it has a benefit and all that stuff, you know, once they figure out how to tax it properly, <laughs> you know, well, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that it'll become legal, like in Colorado and all those other places. Well, we're in the middle of uh, an election run right now, as well as you Yankees. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I've been paying attention a little bit to it. Your uh, one of yep. your uh, party members is looking to decriminalize. I think I read. No, flat out legalize, and yeah. that would be the Liberal Party, <coughs> Mister yeah, Justin. Uh, yeah, Mister Justin Trudeau, who is actually the son of Pierre Trudeau, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, one of our greatest prime ministers. And uh, I'm not sure – I'm not voting conservative because they have destroyed this country, its reputation, its laws, its environment and everything. It's just been a horrible situation. Basically, it's our Bush and we're finally going to get rid of this fuck hopefully after 10 years of bullshit. I'm not sure if I'm going to vote the liberals because we did have a wondrous time in the liber- under the liberals in the 90s. We had surpluses. It felt like Canada. Everything was great. And, but we've also got this other party, the NDP, who are just, I don't know. He's, they're kind of the Bernie Saunders of the whole fucking Canadian thing. So it's a bit of a toss up. I'm not sure where my vote's going, but I know it's not going blue. So, uh, I, 
I don't know if I want to vote for somebody entirely based on them legalizing marijuana, but... I mean, it seems like a slim thing to pick <laughs> politics on, though. I mean, it is, you know. Eventually, I mean, not... it, you know, like I said, once the medicinal purposes are proven worldwide, I don't think there'll be a, a single country that it's not. Well, Except it's also that's the the one thing though is about Canada is <laughs> we just use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just don't care, right? Like, no one here cares to the extent that it really is almost a waste of time to legalize it. But I think the perks would outweigh that. I think there's certain perks that if we did take the time to legalize it would make it worth it. You know, like less crime, like less black market. You know, regulation is not always a bad thing. You know, I personally don't agree with anarchy because I think that the reason I don't like the idea of people who think that anarchy could be an actual proper social structure is because without some sort of authoritation, you're putting too much faith in humanity. Exactly. Okay. If you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want, I'm going to come take your shit. My shit? Why would you want You know what shit? I mean? I'm just saying, not me personally, <laughs> but someone's going to come jack your shit. <laughs> I'll just do it on a porch, save him a trip. Like, really, do you really think humanity is the kind of animal that could no. exist under the honor system? Because <laughs> that's what fucking anarchy is, okay? You want your freedom, fine, but in a way, freedom is a lie. Unless you're going to go live on a plot of land that you don't leave and grow your own shit and ignore the world, that's as free as you can get, right? You just explained my retirement. Which is great. <laughs> You know, it's going to be by you, the, too. <laughs> if you have the means and the willpower to do so, bravo. Please do it. Like, I, 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 you know, that's a very respectable way to live your life. So prairie home companion in that mofo. Yeah, but you know how much that takes? Yeah, like, absolutely. Don't even know. Like, you, I hate human beings in today's society because they just forget constantly how fucking comfortable we are it's ridiculous it is ridiculous you know why you know why you're so comfortable because you still do a job that requires not only skill and training but also brute force oh yeah like i definitely definitely more keyed into the survivalist lifestyle just by being an arborist I do agree with that. I uh, I agree with uh, that totally. I think it also comes from uh, a bit of travel. I uh, I honestly think my way of looking at life was greatly influenced. I took a trip to Scotland a few years ago, and it wasn't just like a cool trip to the motherland. It was a life-changing event where you really learn and see these other cultures of where you work to live. You know, here we live to work. Oh, yeah. In Europe, place. you work to live. And it's such a paradigm that you ha- I had to take it home with me. I'm very much that way nowadays. And that's why it drives me crazy when I hear people bitch about the government or whatever, and then they think that their way out of it is to not participate and just to disagree. Yeah, well, I, I never get my guy elected, so why would I yeah, bother? Yeah, you have no fucking idea. If a fucking a, a zombie apocalypse did happen, you're fucked. You are... So many of these people are fucked. Think back to... I, my appendix almost burst back in, like, 2004, 2005. I would be dead for 
if we didn't have society. Right? And you can't have science and progression and evolution in an anarchistic society where the nature of the beast is selfishness. You know, we are not going to help each other enough where we're going to give each other the materials and expenses to build <laughs> laboratories and stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, listen, the biggest fear we have right now, okay, let's forget zombie apocalypse, okay, though that's the way I'd really like it to go, to be completely honest with you. Uh, the more likely event is going to be, to be, and also goes back to Batman, is a cold bringer. Yes. Someone yes. is going to detonate some sort of device in our atmosphere, and we are just going to go back to the Stone Age. We will have totally. our we will yeah. have our TVs. We will have our devices. None of them will work unless they're in a Faraday cage. And yes, I have thought about this a lot because. <laughs> well, no, I was I got caught up because in I can't fucking wait till it happens. No, I got caught up <laughs> in a storm a couple years ago. A big hurricane, Hurricane Sandy, wiped out New Jersey. I didn't have power for almost two weeks. Wait, were you living in Jersey when that happened? No, I was here, dude. Not at the house I'm at now, but the house yeah. I was at prior. Uh, we, yeah. we lost 60 Chinese locust trees. 60, okay, in my yard. Yeah. We lost 800-foot pines. Oh, All, yeah. I mean, my road on one end and the other end were both closed off by fallen walnut and oak, and they crisscrossed the road like military blockades. I mean, yes. that right there was enough to make me go, okay, two weeks, no power, huh? Uh, uh. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can read between the lines. This may happen again. Oh, fuck yeah. We got so, hit out here <laughs> even, man. Like, uh, Toronto didn't, you know, didn't get by scot-free, but in no way as bad as Jersey. I mean... I mean, we know people. Fucking Matt Miner lost his fucking house, didn't mm -hmm. he? I mean, fucking yep. Mike, Mike Zapsik lost his fucking house. Yep. My and his comic book collection. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. That scares me every day, dude. Yeah. But that's, I think that's, that goes back to like the thing of why I think I do identify with like the people when I'm interviewing comic creators on this show, the ones that I always enjoy most having conversations with are the ones who get it. And the ones who get it are the ones who give it all. The ones who genuinely live in their car for months at a fucking time. They know what it's like to smell. They know what it's like to just want a fucking shower and a bed for a night. Like, you know, like, I don't think you need to be fucking throwing wood around and, you know, no, fucking no. bleeding and breaking your back to fucking understand. But understand is different than implementing, though. Remember there's that. There's a certain amount of physical discomfort when, when, when that's put upon oneself that that teaches you you know what i mean i mean you can't depend on somebody for your whole life no i mean you don't want to end up like chris elliott on a fucking sitcom being like a fucking 40 year old newspaper boy living with your parents right that was a great show though remember when he built it was submarine? a great show yeah he, he yeah. filled up his parents shower to build the submarine <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry like, like no Get it's, it's true it yeah we we all can't you know we're not all lucky enough to fucking live that way so, you know, it fucking drives me crazy. It's like, you know, you never know till you know. It's like people who don't have kids don't ever understand <laughs> until they have kids, right? Yeah, you should yes. always start a comic business before you have kids. That is definitely Then you a can good pull idea. the Dirk Mannings and go on the yeah. insane I can't believe I've never seen my house uh comic yeah. book runs. I mean, this guy <laughs> yeah. is a monster. Well, but, some of the support you get, and also the support structure you set around yourself is very important. I mean, a lot of these people 
you know, a lot of artists I know are going around doing these cons constantly, and they got a wife and kids at home, and the wife is proud as shit, you know, of, yeah. you know, being poor, yet. You know, a, a good woman is going to be happier to be a guy with a guy who's got, you know, honor and respect and passion and drive than, you know, a guy who's just doing it for whatever fucking reasons. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. My wife. <laughs> Your wife is fucking proud as shit of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, that, she's my biggest supporter. Yeah, well, both your fucking actually, all three of us are very, very lucky guys. Yep. And Absolutely. you know, we're we're in that situation where we happen to be three guys who are have incredible support structure. You know what I mean? But we are also three guys who have learned, and I'm sure I know you two got you two have been in the same position as me of where you have to learn to take it. Oh yeah. You have to learn to accept it. And when you've gone through certain things or made mistakes in your life, there's a certain amount of pride. But when you get to a point where you're mature enough and wise enough and have lived a little and been through a few things to be okay with accepting help from someone else or support, you realize that that just feeds your support for them. And then it turns into a big, beautiful ball of fucking, you know. Awesome. Of awesome. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like in, you know. It's good to have a best friend handy. It is. It is, you know? And, and not in that, that hokey that, way either, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, those are my favorite people to talk to on this show. You can tell. You can tell the people who are putting something out just because they want to be a comic book creator. Whoa. That was crazy. That was that was a little exorcistic for a minute there. Digging it. I have rolled myself an enormous joint of <laughs> marijuana. I believe... It is that time in the evening when I should go smoke it. I think that you're going to have to do that, man. Jay Webb. The giant Jay Webb. The giant Jay Webb. <laughs> the man with the giant heart of bat gold, Jay Webb. Thank you for hanging out this week on An Elegant Weapon. I promise. Stan the Ganap Kanopka. Sir. <laughs> it's always good to chat with you, my brother. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It's nice talking to you. You too, so, Jay. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's been a long time. It's uh, it's the end of summer, kids. It's been a fantastic summer for me. Uh, lots of good times, right from in the spring. Motor City Comic Con, rolling down on through. We hit up the Denver this year. Uh, was I in Philly in 2015? Uh, yes, you were. You were at the, uh, in August. You were at the Great Philly, or not August, um, April at the Great Philly. That's Philicon. right. That was, yes, it was early, fresh as well. That was like the weekend after Motor City, or no, that was Denver. Oh my God, what a fantastic year, traveling around. Uh, we did the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, we did Motor City Comic Con, we did Denver Comic Con, we did Toronto, no, we did Fan Expo, yeah. And, and some little stuff in between here and there. You know, it was fun times. Thank you all for hanging out all summer. We're going to be getting into TV season now, so there's going to be a lot of exciting things that we'll be talking about. And, of course, continuing to bring you many grand conversations with people out there making comics and uh, making pot and doing it up. So uh, that is all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.